Hello, everyone. This is Alexis with The Box. Tonight, we have in the box Miss Candy all the way from Arizona, Secret, and two special guests, Steve and Gina. But how are you guys doing tonight? Hi, living free. Okay. Well, tonight, Miss Candy, what are we talking about? Oh, tonight's going to be fun. We are going to talk about paid sex providers from the perspective of someone who pays for their services. Uh, Next month, uh, we're going to revisit this from the perspective of a paid sex worker. Um, So I am delighted that uh, Steve is on the line with us uh, tonight. Steve, not everyone is comfortable uh, talking about their use of escorts or other providers. So I'm really looking forward to hearing your point of view. We're curious and have lots of questions, but please don't feel restricted uh, by the questions um, I might ask. And for other listeners on the call, of course, you can um, also ask questions, of course. So let's start with the obvious one. Steve, why do you visit service providers? And actually, what do you mean by a service provider? I have uh, been visiting service providers going all the way back to 2008 when I lived in Las Vegas. And when I talk about service providers, it's usually someone who provides an act uh, usually involving some type of sexual pleasure, either uh, intercourse, uh, oral sex, uh, or a massage. And the primary reason how I got started uh, was really um, a lack of attention domestically, and I needed to get uh, physical contact. And it all started with, with a massage and then a hand job. And then that's when I became addicted and been seeing them ever since. So. All right. All right. You know, um, I'll just throw in here. Um, I actually spent much of the day working with people in the San Francisco area about the importance of touch and them explaining how it is a basic organic need, whether it is sexual or not. So it's a big concern now for people that are kind of isolated. Um, Not only are they not getting, you know, maybe sex, that you can masturbate, but how do you just get the attention? How do you get the comfort? How do you get that uh, physical uh, touch? So um, you had a need, and you found a way to fill it um, in your life. Um, I think that makes perfect sense. What services now? You said you started with massage, and you've mentioned a couple of things. But what do you typically ask for? What do you pick off the menu? And do you describe scenarios in advance, or is it kind of you get what you get? Tell us. Tell us, please. Um, it, well, it you know there's a whole bunch that goes into this, and and it. First is the adrenaline excitement, and you, you get an urge first, first of all, and then you start cruising the, the website. So, my typical uh, desired 
uh, service that I'm looking for is a massage and and either along the lines of a cancer massage uh, or just a regular massage. And it could be a hand job or it could be a blow job at the end. But what I've, I I say it's, an, it's, a, it's a drug. I'm trying to replicate an experience I had in Vegas with one provider who we never had any intercourse, we never had any oral sex. But she, the way she touched me, the way she, I would say she brought me to the end and back. She would almost put me out in la-la land and then bring me back and then give me a hand job at the end. That was so surreal. And, I, of course, I've had escorts provide intercourse, all kinds of activities. But it really this day when I have that urge, that need needs to be fulfilled. It's one of the things I'm looking for is try to replicate that experience. That's number one. Number two, it just can't be anybody. There's a I love older women. Um, one of my one of my favorite escorts out of Jacksonville, Florida, that comes up to the area, she's 70 years old. But it's it's more than just the physical touch. It's also the socialization, and and it's, you, you see these folks time and time again over the years and it's like like friends and so you know what you're comfortable with them you know what they're able to do because they're an expert and and then you continue to come back when you have that urge I love it I love it you know and uh, I also appreciate uh, that you appreciate mature uh, women as an older woman. I know that a lot of people do, but not that many say it openly. Um, um, I have had the experience, um, you know, of doing paid phone work and other types of of, uh, sex work, and many people keep it secret that uh, they like older women. But, yeah, um, uh, certainly young people have their advantages. But the experience, the ability to really understand and to communicate. So you like that. Um, uh, it may be for a short time, but you feel like you you have a level of communication and bonding there? Yes, yes. And that's... And that's the fascinating part. You would think I'm paying for this service that I'm looking for the, the stereotypical 38, 24, 36, but that's so far from reality. I mean, they're out in Vegas. There are a lot of girls that are in the porn business that, that do this as a side hustle. And some of my worst experiences, just it was just very transactional, was uh, a very popular uh, uh, porn star at the time. And and versus the flip side of that, one of my best experiences, and she's still out there, uh, 10, 12 years later, was a, a single mom that, that was living in the valley, and she was very free, very, she was into a uh, uh, very free lifestyle, and she eventually went into porn as a result of the experience. And the thing about it is she she was not your traditional 
what you would think a porn actress would look like. She was very, she was very big girl. She was she was not the most attractive if you wanted to define attractiveness based on what some porn stars are. But she had personality. She, she made you laugh. She she made you feel comfortable. When I showed up at the door, she was dressed in in an outfit that just to this day I, I still get quivers when I think about it. And then <laughs> I mean, you know what you were there for. It was she was a service provider, full one hundred percent customer service. And then she had great, great sexual skills on top of that. So she loved what she did. She was good at what she did and she enjoyed her clients. That is marvelous. That is, I'm, um, of course, I know other people that are pros like that, and many of them just really like sex, and they like their clients. I absolutely cannot say something in general about all porn stars, but many of the people that work in the movies, because they are on a schedule and because it's scripted, and because they're used to having helpers, um, and sometimes they have, um, oh, uh, they, I'm, I'm not talking about drugs, but I'm just talking about some things that make them not able to feel what's going on to them, like anesthesia-type things. Um, yeah, they might not always be quite as free and easy when they're not in front of the camera. So that is good to, um, um, good to hear. Uh, from your perspective, and I ask you how much? How much do you pay? You know, you can pay. Uh, I, I've got friends that are out in Vegas that pay two, three thousand dollars for an evening. I typically that, that's <laughs> the high end. I mean, you can go to a brothel and pay a heck of a lot of money. The girls that I would visit with. Um, I would pay on average no more than two hundred dollars, two fifty. Every one, I say, it's one or two occasions, three hundred dollars. But for the most part, it was around two hundred dollars. And and I'll I'll be frank with you in that for just uh just a, a blowjob, some some of my uh, providers they would just charge a hundred dollars. But because of what they did for a living, and I was so appreciative of what they did, uh, I always I always gave another fifty sixty dollars just just to say, hey, you know, times are tough. You need uh, a little extra cash. Here you go. Thank you for what you're doing. And that cool. alone, they, I mean, they they ate that up, and they just they took extra care of you. That was great. Now, did you um, usually, did you meet them somewhere at a place of their choice? Did they come to you? Did you ever do car or outside um, type uh, sexual exchanges? Uh, I've done a little bit of uh, all the above. I, when I first started out, which I was a novice, I, I, uh, my first experience was in an Asian massage parlor, and that's where I got got in the idea. I like it. Then I started looking at Backpage and, and some of the other websites. And initially I was dealing with service agents. So we would arrange me to meet the girl at, at a at a hotel. 
Vegas, there were a lot of cheap hotels. But as I got more experience, I realized that this was not the safest approach. Um, between, I had one young lady that was obviously under a time pressure to provide her service and upsell me. We operated at our hotel, and when I wouldn't come up with the $300 or anything more, she quickly said, look, you got to get out of here. And I, I felt that I didn't like that feeling. So since then, my primary way is the service provider is somebody that operates out of their home. Because for number one, less likely, now especially on the East Coast, less likely to have any issues with law enforcement. Number uh-huh. two, there's less likely that they're not a legitimate provider. In other words, you know where they live, so they're gonna they're they're a good provider. They're gonna continue their trade. And and the other thing, surprisingly, I had a uh, one of my one of my uh, favorites that I go to in Richmond here, Richmond, Virginia. She she got a business degree. She owns a nice house in a, a nice middle suburbia, and and she's very business minded. She just bought a second house out in uh, in Virginia Beach to provide her service. She's a single mom raising a kid, raising a couple kids, and this is what she does. And That's rad. And she's got a business license. I mean, it's all over at the house. Now, I, that's what I do at the house. All right. Um, we have, um, of course, we're going to have to, I guess, take a break first. Um, but I wanted to ask, Gina, was that you that said that was rad? <laughs> yeah, that's rad. Yeah. Mom, so um, what are you thinking uh, about what you're hearing here? Um, I think uh, he's definitely uh, right. I think there's definitely a lot to the personal connection between you have to like the person, I think. And I think that's really important and that's something that you can definitely tell. I have a little bit of experience in the sex industry, and I know that the people that liked me liked me because of who I was, not just, like, it wasn't transactional. That that definitely was, like, it didn't feel like just a transaction, and that was definitely something that a lot of people, when I approached them, you know, out in the real world with the topic, they don't, they didn't understand that part. And I'm like, no, no, it, it's a real connection. It's a real relationship with a human. It's not devoid of like interpersonal like liking each other. Um, but yeah. Um, well, and that, that was something nice to hear from his end that like, yeah, that's, that's what's important. That's what counts. It's not just, it's a need and it's stimulating. It's stimulating on more than one level. Yes. Yes. And uh, I think people sometimes forget this. They think, well, you know, if a man's got an itch or a woman's got an itch, uh, of course they could just masturbate. Um, They might get their orgasm for a man. He might ejaculate. But um, um, (laughs) you're not getting an actual human being there with you, and that is so important. The physicality of it's important and just the idea, if you're talking to somebody that even for a short time, they see you, they recognize you, and um, you're vulnerable, both of you. 
at that point. And I think that's an incredibly yeah. exciting and uh, uh, valuable connection. Alexis, will you give us a, a break, and then we'll continue when we come back. Hi, this is Tandy Fox. Whether you only join us from time to time or you are here nightly, you know that we have juicy things to say. If you have a business, product, or service that would fit with what we are doing, contact us for the opportunity to advertise on one of several platforms or collaborate with us as a vendor, sponsor, or affiliate. Reach out to us at pandorasfantasybox.com. Fantasy with a Z. We cannot free the world all by ourselves. Join us, pandorasfantasybox.com. Back to you, Tandy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Steve, you mentioned the um, one time when there was sort of the price issue and you were told to leave, um, uh, which doesn't sound pleasant, but have you had a real bad experience at any point? Oh, yeah. Um, There's been – I've shown up for for what I thought was a legitimate – business based on what their advertising was and only discovered some girl that's down on her luck just simply doing what she has to do to make a living. Um, I've had others that that were living out of the hotel room that had dogs um, and then I've had others were like okay, here's your time let's get your, get your clothes off and let's go and so yeah, it's been some bad experiences that's why I continuously look on the back page, check out tier review, and uh, even Escort, I think it's uh, other sites out there. And I continuously view the girls to see if they're legit. Sometimes I'll, I'll look at their pages for months before I even call them. I don't want to spend the money after that. It's a bad experience. Yeah. And um, uh, I think that's... <laughs> course uh important for safety reasons just situational awareness and it would not surprise me if you get some sort of um satisfaction just from the looking through and stuff um yeah one of the things that uh you know hate to keep talking about so many of us miss craigslist for just those reasons that you could read ads and then you'd think huh is this the same person that I saw? You know, so you sort of follow it. Um, one of our goals here, I think, is to get to the point where we will be able to give people a uh, platform. Um, I would like to include both um, professionals as well as uh, just people that are interested in having, um, you know, a free <laughs> sexual life. Uh, but the closing down, the regulations on some of those sites has made it hard. So let me ask then, you didn't mention this, but how do you know you're not going to get arrested for solicitation? How can you really be sure that you're either not going to walk into a sting or it just might go bad? How do you feel about that? Well, I'm, 
when I'm going to select a provider, I'm looking at a couple of things. One, where are they providing the service? Number two, how long have they provided the service? And if if they if they have in call, that that sells volume. Now, if the in call is at a hotel, that's a red flag. Doesn't necessarily mean it's anything's going to happen. It's just okay. What's going on? I typically avoid hotels, but there is one one of my my uh, my seventy year old friend who travels. She comes in. I know the hotel she's going to be at. Plus, when we first start talking, I'm, I'm on the phone talking with him. I talk to him or text him. I'm not talking about a sex act. I just want, I, I usually call and say, look, I'd like to spend, I want to see if you're available 10 o'clock tomorrow uh, for an hour. And that's it. And they know what service they're providing. And I don't cost dollars. And I, uh, I avoid any areas that I'm not familiar with. So I'll give you an example. I was arranging for a, a meetup with a provider at a hotel, which I was just, my, my little head was overpowering my, my big head at that night because I was really horny. <laughs> and and all I, I, when I went to the hotel, I circled the hotel and I saw a few police cars. And I called the girl and said, well, she just, she was too, too, wanted me to come in there too much. And I said, okay. And I, I avoided I felt that was something wrong there. And um, so, but you, you always got to be cautious. And uh, the other thing, when I go in, when I, we go in, and if it's a new girl, never met her before, then, then. We don't. We we sit down and chat, but we never talk money. We never talk sex. We talk. We just socialize. And I will often say, when it's time to go to work, I'll say, "You mind if I take my clothes off so I can get relaxed?" And right there, that takes away the inhibition for her because if I was a police officer, I wouldn't be taking my clothes off. Okay. And that that's a big part. All right. What what do you think your reaction would be if you were arrested? Well, well, personally, uh, well, a couple of different ways I think about it. Uh, obviously, personally, um, I don't see anything wrong with the service. In fact, I, I wish we would uh, have brothels here in Virginia, like yeah. we did in Vegas. Uh, but from a professional standpoint. In a number of different ways, being arrested, uh, having that on your records, having the embarrassment of going through all the the challenges from a legal component, not a good experience. And then having to deal possibly with that end up being communicated back to my home situation, that it wouldn't be a good day. Yeah. Yeah, um, just as, you know, again, I, I take advantage of every soapbox I've given. Um, when we realize that there's some sort of a social issue like that uh, that puts people at tremendous disadvantage, we need to advocate for change before you are arrested. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. before you've been arrested for possession or before you've been arrested for solicitation or before you've been arrested, you know, for prostitution. Um, many of the people do not have the resources to do that. Um, and uh, those, those of us who may have the resources are sometimes too shy or or too concerned about our reputation or frankly just too scared uh to do it so that's why i say folks that pandora really wants us you know to expand the idea of living free and one of the things we probably have to do is make sure that some of the laws change um so that good people are not in trouble for doing something that Apparently, people have been doing since the beginning of time, right? Yeah, <laughs> the oldest profession. And um, um, now, you mentioned that you have, in fact, kind of become friends uh, with with some of these people. Um, oh, that sounded dismissive. That wasn't the way I meant it to um, sound. So you've mentioned at least a couple that are kind of business background. A couple that are more, um, you know, suburban moms kind of thing. What would you say to someone in one of your friends or family members? They really like sex. They've got a good head on their shoulder. Um, uh, They don't want to be tied down. Would you consider telling them about sex work? I've got two daughters, uh, 19 and 15, and and I, well, I've never had that conversation with them. Uh, they've never brought it up, but it, it, I've often questioned if I was asked what would I tell them, and my response would be, you know what, if you're good at what you're doing and you're able to provide the service and do it with respect for yourself, and recognize that your service you're providing is one where you're you're not being mistreated, nor are you being um, disrespected as a as a person. Then by all means, get out there and have fun and make a little money on top of it. Because what you're doing, as far as I'm concerned, is no more than somebody who's going to work with their hands fixing my car, work with their mind doing my taxes. You're you're using your your abilities to stimulate and arouse them either mentally or physically. And and I think uh, have fun. Make some money. If you got talent, use it. Love it. Love it. Um, I was, you know, you're never sure, but an awful lot of people are very hypocritical about that. They'll use the providers, but boy, if their mom or their daughter or their sister wanted to do it, that would be um, the end of the world. Um uh, it sounds like you sort of lean toward um, lady providers. Have you ever used a man? Uh, no. Uh, actually, I met with a couple, and uh, uh, we went. Actually, we met at Starbucks, had coffee, uh, sort of talked about the parameters of what the business would look like, and my takeaway, and I never followed up with him, but my takeaway was he was bisexual and and my 
interaction. I think the female was just there along the lines just to get a man in the room. Yeah. And then he would have more of the pleasure. I'm not bisexual. And at the time, it, that, that experience wasn't something that I wanted to try. So I, I just avoided it. But to have just a male um, interaction, no. Now, I will say this, though. When I was out in Vegas, one of my employees that worked for me used to be a gay escort in Los Angeles. And, and Bruce did some who did high-end export work. So he used to tell me some of his experience, which was, like, pretty phenomenal. And that was in the beginning when I first started thinking about going to uh, sex providers. So I learned a little bit from him as well. Okay. Okay. And um, you may or may not know, but I just always find this interesting. Was he actually gay? Not all... uh, gay escorts <laughs> are gay. It, you know, it's a job. It's yeah. something that they're they're willing to do. Uh, it's just so like I... Was- yeah, I have uh, women friends who are in the business. Not friends, really, but people that I, I've been able to uh, talk to enough that we share this type of thing. And they consider themselves absolutely lesbian. Uh, you know, they would not be yeah. in romance with a man. But, boy, it's an easy way for them to use their skills. So it's the same on the other end. Some of the, um, uh, some of the male porn stars that are on um, man-on-man action are not actually gay. Some of them would barely identify as bisexual. It's just, wow, I got the body for it. I don't mind doing it. I get some pleasure. But that's just not something that appeals to you at least at this point, right? Exactly. And Bruce was, was very good. Um, (laughs) And it's funny, he used to flirt with me. So I always thought that was cute. He, uh, Bruce was a really sweet guy. He really was. And uh, just an overall great guy. Okay. Um, We're going to, we have to take a a second break. I want to ask one quick question, and then I hope to hear some questions uh, from the others when we come back. But have you ever paid for what might be called the girlfriend experience? Do you ever just take someone out to dinner in the theater or um, to some sort of a, uh, I don't know, a corporate event or something like that? Or when you do this, is it pretty much um, a, a sexual release. It, it's a sexual relation. Okay. Um, do you see that there's a place for that other service that we're talking about? Oh, yeah. GFE, Girlfriend Experience. That's advertised all the time. It's, it's very popular. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. Uh, they do have it for the boyfriend experience, too, both for gays and for ladies. It is true. You can get a date to go to, you know, your cousin's wedding. Okay. Uh, Alexis, if you'll give us our, our second break. And then um, uh, Gina, Alexis, you be prepared to ask um, uh, Steve a question when we come back. Hi. This is Tandy with The Box. Membership has its privileges, you know. If you are not yet a member of Pandora's Fantasy Box, 
Well then, shame on you. All memberships are 40% off until 10-31-2020. That's Samhain for those of you who know such things. Call it Halloween. An especially delicious night. Oh, I got distracted. If you want to live free like I do, come on inside with me. Find us at PandorasFantasyBox.com. Fantasy with a Z. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Find us where people choose to live free. PandorasFantasyBox.com. Back to you, Tandy. <laughs> Thank you. I'll just share something personal. Of course, that that was my voice you heard on on the recording, and that little bit about oops, I got distracted about you know about selling or whatever. That sounds so silly when it's said publicly, but do you know that's how I go through my life. <laughs> shiny <laughs> objects, shiny objects. <clears throat> Anyway, back to um, uh, the subject at hand. Uh, Gina, Alexis, do you have a, a question for uh, Steve? Uh, sure. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, in Nevada, you did you uh, say that you went to, like, brothels? I'm curious about, like, how that works within a brothel, like, is there a sign on the wall that has people's names and prices next to it? Like, how does that determine when you go into a brothel, like, pricing and, like, girls? Like, I, that's an environment I, never I know went nothing to a, about. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. a good question. Um, I, I've never went to a brothel other than drove down the lane to accidentally ran into one. Um, so, I, I, other than what I've seen on... HBO. Um, I always always stayed away from brothels because of it, it was always cheaper in 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 the valley to get my services. Plus, plus it was more exciting. Just the idea of what I was doing with somebody just more exciting. One uh, one thing for those of you who may not know this. Boy, there are a lot of sex providers in Las Vegas, but it is not technically legal in Vegas. The brothels are all quite a distance away. And so um, that is one of the things that that is less appealing to some people. You give up some of that taboo. You give up some of the risk. Um, uh, I am working on uh, putting together kind of a tour for us. Actually, I think for the ladies, for women and non-binary people who are interested in this, I'd like us to go in and actually talk to and see what the menus are and see what it looks like. Because if you've been in a long-term relationship maybe and it's lost all of its spark, well, shame on you. Do something about it. Um, but uh, if, if um, let's just say if a wife wonders why her husband strays or uses services like this, maybe she ought to go talk to one of the providers and see what's happening that's uh, different there. So I think that'll be a cool opportunity. Um, Alexis, what about you? You have any special um, questions for Steve? 
Actually, I don't have any questions about escorts or brothels. Okay. Um, uh, can I just ask you a question? As always here, everyone always has the right to uh, just pass if they don't want to say. Um, are you opposed to them? Honestly, no, I'm not. You do what you need to do to make your own living as long as you're not harming anybody, as long as it's of your own free will. You do what you need to do to put a roof and food in your, uh, roof over your head, food on the table, and whatever else you see fit. All right. All right. Um, um, a long me, 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 me. Is that me? Beep, 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 <laughs> I just want to say really quickly, I was talking, but I was on mute. I don't have a question for Steve. I just want to salute him. O-M-G. Like, I want to be like you when I grow up because just hearing him talk about the different stories, the experiences, checking things out to make sure he's not going to get caught up and, um, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I've actually already had a conversation a little bit with him about that, but but no, I love the lifestyle and the work. And um, so for escorts, salute for for men that support them, salute. So yeah, I know you have some incredible stories. I'm looking forward to hearing more. So I'm really oh. geeked up. I think I'm going to go out tonight and get me a profile and put on some high heels and some so and so and see how many daddies I can pull in between now and Sunday. <laughs> Tell you all about that. Give, give Gina a run for her money. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, the young ones may be luscious, but, uh, yeah, we have experience on our side once we get to a certain point. There's also there's a line that I love in a Leonard uh, Cohen song. It's called Closing Time, and he talks about he's sitting at the bar, and uh, with the exceedingly uh, friendly lady next to him that's making him feel all warm and welcome. And she may be 100, but she's wearing something tight. Is that what that the, song's about? Oh, closing time in the bar. That. Yeah, at 2 o'clock, everybody starts looking good at closing time. And if you haven't connected before then, the men um, uh, dance, uh, the the women rip off their shirts and the men dance on the polka dots. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's another one about just pressing thighs, just thighs. So, um, yeah, that 100-year-old that reference gives me um, hope. <laughs> gives me hope out there. What can I say? Um, uh I, I'm going to return to one thing. We were um, feeling good. I, I think we all agree on what Alexa said about um, people have the right to create their own career, to make money the way that works for them as long as we want everybody to avoid, of course, abuse and exploitation and things. But a fair number of the people that I have personally met um, also do it just because it's damn fun. You know, yeah. if you have a choice of, I don't know, um, I don't know, swapping beers, 
you know, in a diner somewhere for tips a quarter at a time, or if you can share champagne cocktails with somebody in a nice restaurant and then get fucked or fucked, you know, um, <laughs> right. some Where's people, the there isn't one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like um, uh, what Secret said, I really appreciate your willingness to um, share with us tonight, Steve. Um, as I said, in follow-up calls, uh, we will be talking to um, some sex providers. Um, we'll also talk very openly about the way some of the rest of us uh, many of us, in fact, pay for sex. And for those people who think they would never pay for sex, you know, you just have to ask them, well, do you ever pay for porn? Um, have you ever bought dinner in hopes that you're going to get laid? Um, all of these are ways that people, in fact, invest in getting a sexual return. And um, they are no better. They are no worse. Um, uh, so we only stigmatize that direct cash transaction. Um, so a big shout out to our sex workers who are often underappreciated and over harassed. Uh, June 2nd is International Whores Day or Sex Workers Day. So maybe by next June 2nd, all those uh, sex workers will be able to go to work in a less hostile uh, environment. So that's my wish for the evening. How about you guys? And then we'll get ready to say goodnight. Definitely. Sounds like a good one. Okay. Um, that's it for me, Alexis. Well, what an interesting topic to be um, a listener to tonight. I hope our listeners learned a few things from Steve. And if you had paid for sex, I salute you. Um, here at Pandora's Fantasies Box, we're all about making fantasies come true three at a time. And we appreciate our listeners tuning in, listening to our podcast Please let us know how we're doing. Interact with us. Let us know if there are any topics you would like to hear us discuss by going to www.pandorasfantasybox.com. And I would like to reiterate what Tandy said earlier. Get yourself a membership because membership does have its privileges. Good night, everyone. Good night. I'm not ready to go. <laughs> You're not, you are ready to go. You're just not ready to hang up. Always ready to go. Oh, hey. yes. Yeah. I'm talking about, ooh, let's get it popping. I'm trying to go, definitely. She's right in the box. Thank you for coming with us to one of the playgrounds found in Pandora's fantasy box. We are where adults of all genders, orientations, and lifestyles can explore and connect. We meet here at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join our conversation. Even better, suggest topics you want. Connect with us. Find us here on Facebook. Who knows where else we might be seen and admired. 
come to Pandora's FantasyBox.com. That is fantasy with a Z. And find out why membership has its privileges. Pandora's FantasyBox.com. Not C-U-M, but you will live free. <laughs> 